The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. Doing something totally foreign against your primal instincts. Someone in me died. I wanted to punish myself for doing this thing to me, but I chose this. I really thought about it. So why am I feeling this? And it was, oh, this is grief, not guilt. Grief around the part of me that had been irresponsible or felt manipulated or had allowed his power to be taken away. Or even as a kid, like it was connected all the way back to then. And it was like... Mm. Oh, from then to now, the timeline's just clearing itself up and I'm actually mm. healing and it's just really fucking painful. And that hurt more than my balls did. It's a wonderful chaos. Solo or tandem. We work to find rest and fight to find peace. Both head and the heart. What are we doing here? You mean listening to this show? Where the more that you learn is the less that you know. Where the wounded are healed. And the atheists pray? It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. So good afternoon or good evening, wherever, good morning, wherever, wherever you, are, you are right now. Our guest is in Australia, in Brisbane. And we're going to be on with Richie Nelson, father of five. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Father of five. He's got five kids. And basically, at some point, he says, I can't do this shit anymore. And then he went under the knife and he got a vasectomy. Yeah. And you were so excited by this well, show. I didn't get excited about the subject. I, I actually woke up at 4.30 in the morning to do my morning rituals. I, I got my phone off airplane mode to turn on my breathing app. Okay. And then for some reason, I just pushed on Facebook like automatic, which I never do. And then I got captured by this long ass post that he put oh, about yeah. his vasectomy. And what a fucking vulnerable share. Like I'm reading this and of course it's, I'm like half sleeping. I need to do my breath work, but it, it just captured me. I'm like, wow, this guy has big kahunas in his tight little pants. Wow. So then I thought, let's uh, let's uh, bring him on the show. And I and I messaged him and he was like, yeah, man, let's do it. Let's do it. That's beautiful. That's, that's how most of our shows actually come about, right? Is yeah. capturing some sort of uh, moment in someone's life that gets us curious enough to say, let's have a show together. Yeah. And and the fact that he said yes, and, and I already felt him being on the show, it's not going to be like, oh, we're going to have to tiptoe around the subject. He's really open to talk about it. Yeah. And uh, I actually met him in an online men's group a few years ago. Oh, we, really? We, we didn't connect a lot. Okay. Uh, but it's also the same circle of friends that we have met Bulalang. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, funny. So... It was all these guys from around the world. And yeah, a lot of Australians actually in that group. We have Dennis Redbart as well. Is it Dennis Redbart? Is that just the first Dennis name? Dennis Redbart, yeah. Yeah, we have Dennis Redbart as well doing Well, this groups. was Nianiso's uh, oh, men, men's group uh-huh. that we've also had on the show. Beautiful. Well, I, it would be nice to bring Richie on then. Why don't we just do that? 
Hey, Richard Nelson. Don't look at your notes. Yeah. <laughs> what was the most what was the most important event that's ever happened to you in your life? Probably this moment right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, there we go. Uh, you know, exactly. I always laugh when, when when people have asked me to give them a list of the questions we ask people on our show. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, like, I can't say yeah. that that a list of questions would be relevant to every guest on the show. You know, there would be sort of things that come up that interest me and then that guides the the discussion, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, could you imagine like asking the questions you're probably, you know, maybe thought a little bit about asking me to somebody who maybe hadn't gone and done the things that I've done. And you're like, <laughs> that could be actually a really good way to start it. And they'd be like, oh, we're on the wrong, po- we're on the wrong, the wrong podcast. Yeah, that would be great to have a list of questions for a different topic and then ask them to the individual. I'd enjoy yeah, that. Just totally mess with them. So let, like, tell me, let's walk back. When you first had the initial set of, of toddlers, was this a decision you made or was it like it happened to you because it wasn't planned? Like, give me a sense of, did you plan to be a dad to this many kids? I don't think I did consciously. But the, the funny thing is, is if you look at like on both sides of my parents and, and the partner I'm with now, there's pretty much like a pattern of like five kids. Mm-hmm. And since I've done this five thing, it's I've just keep meeting people who are like my age or a little bit older that have got this five kid thing going on as well, which is just like, oh, so I sort of fulfilled the prophecy. And I was like, well, two of mine, like with, with my previous partner, two, um, two of these five are also my partners, like they're, they're hers. And uh, we had a baby girl, like, 16 months ago, I think it is now. Okay. So, so you know, two and two and one is five. So it's like, it's just easy to say, well, I got like five kids. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and they're like, how old are they? I'm like, they range from one year old to 11. Mm. So, yeah. So definitely, oh man, I, I did not plan to, but I, I always was like, I love kids though. I love kids. Yeah. Yeah. And why is it so quiet there, by the way? Just out of curiosity, because mm-hmm. I think with five kids, you would have like hysteria in the background. That's an excellent question. Yeah. Well, gosh, it's a long story. It's complicated. <laughs> they're, chained up, they're chained up in the back room right now in a soundproof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So my partner and I, we were living in Adelaide together. Mm-hmm. And um, so she actually used to be uh, my business coach and we met at her retreat okay. and then hooked up, traveled the world. And um, I came back to Adelaide and um, she, she had uh, her kids in Portugal uh, with, with their dad. And basically, she, you know, she came back here to be with, to, out to Australia, to Adelaide, to be, be back with me. And we got a place in Adelaide and within like the first week, it was like, ah, oh, okay, we're pregnant. <laughs> so, then it was like, guess we better pull our, you know, our socks up, uh, you know, and get into it. And we, we also had just started, uh, uh, we had our separate businesses. We started to, we sort of merged it together and, and created our own business, coaching business. And um, literally, man, like, it was like, bang, we, we've met, we're here. Uh, we've both got two kids and, oh, you know, can I swear here? <laughs> it was like, yes, shit, of course. You know, like, it was more like fuck, <laughs> not shit. <Yeah. laughs> it was like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
but I kind of knew that we'd done it, like it created this new life. Like when I was like, whoa, I think we should get that checked. <laughs> and then we never just journeyed this, this huge thing guys um, of getting a house, building this business up and then having like kids coming like, you know, living near my, near, near my um, previous partner, you know, and then COVID hit, you know, yeah. and then it was like, so I got to like, I was planning on chilling out. <laughs> like I was like, we're going to, you know, scale this business, you know, group delivery stuff. And I'm, I'm just going to like, you know, just relax a bit. Cause I've been doing all this other stuff. And I was like, yeah, nah, <laughs> it wasn't. Wow. Yeah. So, and to get to like, where are the kids now? Coronavirus, like the, the, the whole thing that, that happened with the world, the pressure of that working from home, being in business with, um, with my partner, with all these kids and that, it just got, it was just, just, just chaos. It's just like the hardest thing. I think it was like all of the, if this, if this was a game, you're like hard, hard, extra yeah. hard. Like, you know, it was just like, are you nuts? And it was like, so, so we decoupled. Um, and I jumped on, I left Adelaide. Um, we, we worked it all, discussed it all and was like, look, None of, neither of us are happy here. This isn't good for the kids. We need to take a break and work shit out. And that was really hard and started a new business while running the other business and <clears throat> driving from Adelaide to like Sydney, then up to Queensland and mm. like ran this workshop for the, for the men, uh, the spiral. And I actually ended up getting to Queensland before Ellie, before my partner Ellie did. Because she, she was returned, because she's from from Queensland, and it was it's been like a whirlwind, like wow. just doing different Airbnb every week. And right now, so I got two kids in Adelaide, two uh, and and uh, the other three kids are with with Ellie on the Gold Coast. They're about an hour away. Yeah, and um, I just got this uh, this apartment a couple of weeks ago. I just got wow. so done with traveling and was like i need to land so i think so many people have gone through similar experiences during covid being in this small space where they would normally have a release mechanism of being no gone or having time off or having been able to talk with with colleagues at work so just to give enough space so that the tensions in the house don't escalate out of control so yeah it's uh yeah yeah i don't so, know how people are doing it in studio apartments but yeah <laughs> I feel for them, yeah. So, Richie, you're you're going through all this. It mm. feels like high tension, high tension, high tension. Oof. Where yeah. were you when you actually sat down with yourself and said, "I'm going to have a vasectomy"? Like, where were? How were you feeling in that moment? You know, I guess like the whole time we were journeying the pregnancy, every day. I was like, what the fuck have I done? Like there's this never ending like sense of, I can't believe that happened. Maybe she's, you know, manipulated or tricked me, you know, because of, of like previous wounds and things I hadn't dealt with. And which was great because it meant I had to start dealing with them. But in the moment it was like, you know, and so the pressure it put, it highlighted where we were weak every day a hundred times a day. And in a way it also highlighted where we were really strong, which sort of gave perspective as well uh, to just how amazing this relationship and partner what is. 
And it, it, but it stretched me. It stretched me like all of those forces and factors on top of each other. It was just like, you know, I've had some interesting experiences near death, you know, like, like journeying all these things um, with, with, you know, being in business pretty much my whole life and already having had kids. And I was like, this is some next level fucking like I've never faced myself and my shit this often, this much at such an intensity that, you know, I'm a happy, I'm a happy motherfucker. I love life. I love living. And a lot of the time I was like, this can't be my life. Like, like I am working so hard inwardly and there's all these things happening outside and I'm a leader for other leaders who are leading other people in a business and to still be able to, to go through all of that shit and, and keep the, the, the family together and, you know, looking like at myself every day, like, how can I be in integrity and do this stuff? And the, the, there's like imposter syndrome, the, the, there's, there's the doubts, the fears, and then there's like, well, I've got to get shit done. I've got to pay bills. I got to, I made a promise to this person that I'd help them solve their problems. And what, <laughs> meanwhile, like she's pregnant and I'm like, mm. I've got to help. Like, it's like being stretched in like every angle. And it's like, sometimes you're like, you, you chose like, like it, sometimes I'd have to sort of just cry and laugh at the same time. And I didn't really, this is probably the first time I've really talked about that publicly outside like mm-hmm. a private workshop or container or with, with yeah. you know, so you, you really pulled it out of me that man, it, it just, I guess this is therapy, isn't it? Like, so thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You said something that I'd like to to go to when you were talking emotionally, that there was stuff going on. Like, can you, can you share what kind of stuff was that? Cause I, I had to, I had to imagine it. I couldn't even really touch what that would look like. Well, this triggered for me, all of these forces is like a perfect storm. And with the business, it's still the same sort of purpose, new business with, with true target coaching as conscious hustlers was the previous one where we're here to help. And I'm here to help people create more freedom in their life, get on a true target or for the other thing it was more money related. But with the overall, it was like, if, if you say to other people, I'm going to be this guy or, or, or this, this, this girl or whatever it is, right? Like I'm going to help people with this thing. It's almost like you activate like a, a thing where the universe is just drops its stacks and goes, you want to be that person here? Take you like prove yeah. it. And yeah. of like, so I said, I wanted to be like the guy for everything. So <laughs> nah, um, I said, I wanted to be the, the, the guy, the mindset guy for the business owners who to help people with freedom and especially the emotional freedom. And I, I put myself, I, I believe that before we're born, at least this is how I look at it, that we choose it all and then forget that we chose it just to have, you know, a real hell of a time. <laughs> it could be a, a fun game. And, you know, obviously I'm avoiding answering your question a bit, but that frames it for me. It's like, <laughs> I didn't know. Do I want to ask a follow up to dig in? Because I guess <laughs> I, I don't know what know. I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know not... if you knew what you're doing or if I was just trying uh, to. I'm just just trying to like get the answer right. I guess it's still very fresh, fellas. Yeah, okay. um, but but I, I'm well. Let me let the... me refer, let me reframe the question then, so it's less driven towards the the the. the no, I want. I, I really it was triggering. Yeah. 
manipulation wounds from yeah. women. Uh... Right? But but it's 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 sort of like a clusterfuck of like emotional wounds and stuff. But it was really like at first it was at the at the tip of it. But can <laughs> we slow that like, down? Can yeah. we slow that down a bit? Because now when you said that, like I could I could feel like almost tears come up inside of me because now I could connect mm. with that state of mind. Uh, before I was thinking, now I'm feeling like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot, man. That's a lot. Like yeah. even being with you right now for the last quarter of the mm. hour, I just feel a huge pressure mm. in my heart. And then I look at you <laughs> and I'm thinking, take whatever I'm feeling. <sighs> Take whatever he's feeling, then magnify it by infinity. Yeah. 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 So there would have been, it's funny how we as men will feel sometimes the, the idea or this, the sense of manipulation from the, from the female. Um, it, I, I have to go back to memories of my past, by the way, because this is now I live today. So like, I have to regress to the 20 year old version of me. Um, yeah, it may be thirties as well. Yeah, thirty-five. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Uh, but it's interesting because yeah. I I often see when I'm talking to people today that men will often say, "Hey, I don't want a relationship, but I want to date, and I don't want to dedicate, or uh, just let it unfold. Don't hold me to anything." And then what I'm seeing from often, and this isn't always the case. But this is often what I'm interacting with right now. So I know there's going to be people that say, hey, this isn't the way it is. But this is what I'm encountering at the moment is that the woman wanting more from a relationship. Mm -hmm. And then they'll mm -hmm. start to, in some ways, um, you know, manipulate whatever that word is, the man into um, feeling that, hey, you know, why aren't you wanting more in that kind of dynamic? This isn't mm -hmm. almost I'm speaking to. So, by the way. so you're actually saying that that. Men want the sex without yes. the responsibility yep. and the women can feel that the man is not taking responsibility. So actually, uh, like, I don't, I don't like the word manipulation. Yeah, I don't either. I, I, I would actually say that the women are creating a storm to bring the men into yeah. and like, Hey, fucking own this. Like if you want to, if you, if you want to penetrate me, then also stand up and fully own this connection. Yeah. Uh, mm. And I'm wondering if you hear us speak, Richie, how, how does that relate to you? There's, there's many things. And like, first and foremost, it's not to say to anyone watching that I actually think I was manipulated. I think no. that's important. Let's just, just that some, I think that's important to state. I use that word because when we are regressing to an earlier state, we feel manipulated, mm. although the intention of the other person is connection. So when we use the word, it's not that it was manipulation. It's the experience from that childhood self. I just, just yeah. to qualify it. Cause I also felt myself sensitive to that word as well. Yeah. Well, you see, that's why it's, it's just, this is the thing is, I mean, it's been the most amazing experience joining this stuff. And, it's 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 what I wanted, and it just wasn't a a thing that I consciously. It's like, hey, I want this to be this. I want this outcome, and it's like life's like, well, I'm going to throw you this way, mm. and you will get there quicker. And you just got to sort of surrender to that process. And so, with 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 that, what I came to was because of what happened, say, when my parents broke up. And there was things that happened, not to go into full depth with that, just that, you know, mum had to leave. 
and she had to make a choice and she made the best choice she could. And I thought we'd already as a family unit decided things. And so next minute we're, we're, we're living, you know, in a, in a, in a halfway home and, and I don't know where dad is. And so obviously I didn't talk to my mum for like 10 years. Cause I, I was, a kid. I didn't understand like 10 years. And she was like, like my best friend, you know, she still is now. Right. Mm. And yeah, there's the anger at mum. There's the anger at dad. And then underneath that there's guilt. Like, because that's what the manipulation connects to. It's, it's a feeling of shame and guilt. Like, well, there's not enough money or there's not enough safety or there's not enough space or there's not enough connection and time or, or not enough any whatever it is. And so I guess that I chose, I remember making Alice with Ellie. Like I remember and I, and I remember it all. And I was also like at a time where I was like, maybe I'm being manipulative because there was a part of me that when it happened, I was like, well, I know, I guess what I'm doing here. And I, I sort of trusted what I thought she wanted. She trusted what she thought I wanted. And then we were both like, we both chose this. We both allowed this. We both manipulated the situation to get what we want when really it was, we just didn't know how to talk about what we wanted because hmm. it was such a taboo, scary, lack of awareness thing. And of course, so we just, trusted and did the thing and i called out our baby girl alice because it means the truth richard can i can i just yeah. um yeah um you said it was a taboo can can you actually name what the subject was taboo like what, what would be the conversation you would have now based on where you are right now i think the truth is the taboo like anything around truly looking at well, what do you want mm. for the rest mm. of your life, for the rest of your life with me Yeah, and, and for yourself? Like, really? Like, do you really want to be doing this for another 60 years? Like, like, and everything that involves, because I've got skeletons I don't know about and so do you, and we've shared some dark shit. I, I've, I've shared more and she's shared more with me than I've, with anyone I've ever met. Trust her more than I, anyone more than any therapist, anyone. So it's like, and that was, that was back then. So it's like the taboo is the truth for me. It's like, does that, does that make sense? Or? Mm, bro, Jesus. Uh, as you're speaking, I, I just feel so yeah. much love for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of things, including love right now, <laughs> but yeah. Thank you. Uh, what comes up for you when we discuss this, by the way, how, what, 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 how are you emotionally going through this? Most like, like right now I'm like on the edge of my uh, mind's seat going, okay, they're getting it straight off the dome here. I haven't rehearsed this more than I've said it to anybody. And I'm sharing things that I haven't shared with anybody else. And I've, I've been hiding. Like I've been so not just hiding, busy building and penetrating the world and mm. making sure that everything stayed together while Ellie got to the Gold Coast because I was running the business and sending sending money and it was like now we're transitioning it and it's like I feel I'm feeling a sense of relief. Mm. Release, relief, acknowledgement finally, kind of like, oh I did that. This is what I've been I've been every day I'm like I should write a post about what the fuck I'm doing with my life and not nah, gotta talk to this person or gotta do this thing. And it's like when will I ever share my truth with the world? Because I know someone needs to hear this. Like 
Mm. You know, and shout out to Ellie for having my back through all of this and everybody else who has, yeah. Mm. It's like pride. Yeah. Pride and the fear of being judged. Mm. A little bit of that there still. Like, so obviously there's something... Mm. Like, will they? Same with the vasectomy thing. It's like, will 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 everybody understand? Like, will they see me for? Like, I really, I'm not some like being a coach or or a, you know someone helping people with with growing their business or working on their mindset. It's like sometimes being a leader, you're like, oh, I've got to be like built up and strong, or a dad. You know, I got to look. You know, but it's like. It, 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 we, we do this parents leaders men women do this too it's not it's not exclusive it's just you know when you when you do things and you start taking responsibility for them it's like fuck like i'm still a kid really like 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 i'm i can just vote drink alcohol and you know drive a car and maybe all, you know like like there's not really who wrote the book i'm just writing it and yeah that's fucking crazy, you know? Like, yeah, it's crazy that we're doing it. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, mm. we, we're, we're kids. I, I was talking with a, with a friend of mine two days ago, yeah. and, and she was going through something with her, with her mother, and as she was mm. talking, I saw her body collapsing. Mm. And mm. in that moment, I'm like, wow, I'm not talking to the 35-year-old anymore. I'm talking to the six-year-old. Like in that room with me, it's, it was a six-year-old. And how I know this is because yeah. I've done that so many times that he's mirrored me. <laughs> yeah, okay. I now recognize it when it's happening. So we are kids. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of parts and pieces and people inside of us. It's mm. And they all need love. Yeah. I was, uh, my uh, my wife's nieces were here this weekend. And it's funny because, like, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm sometimes I doesn't have kids. I'm no, I don't have kids. I'm very aware of social cues, but a lot of times I don't care. And other times I'm just like, I let my brain go, like if I'm on acid, and now I'm just experiencing life as a child again. So, yet, n- no, I don't have a reference for acid bumbo. <laughs> um, but I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> no, he didn't miss anything. <laughs> He's I, on um, acid right now. <laughs> I, um, so I'm on the jungle gym playing with the kids, right? Like totally yeah. barely fitting into these things. And I'm looking at Ronnie, looking at me and thinking, Jesus Christ, I've got this 50-year-old husband on the jungle gym with these kids. You know, <laughs> at, like, what am I doing? <laughs> and uh, and I was just like feeling the joy of playing in this jungle gym. Like, yeah. why am I not going to go down this slide? Like, who the oh. hell told me I'm not allowed to enjoy life at 50, you know? I've seen you do the cable thing, right? And I filmed you. Yeah, yeah. I'll always do the cable thing. Like, you know, this hanging, I don't know what they call them, the, the, the when you, flying the, fox. The flying foxes. Yeah, flying we have fox, a lot of those yeah. around the we city. We around the city. Except I'm so heavy that the thing drops and I roll in the sand. So it doesn't actually get it going. <laughs> hey, if, it's, if it feels good, do it, man. I, uh, that's I'm my point. It, yeah. My point exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, but yeah, it, there's there's a sad reality that we believe that there's things we cannot do and there's an adulthood like thing that stops us just from enjoying um, yeah. the child uh, in us yeah mm. well that's yeah well you 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 really touched on something also like there's an idea 
and we let's talk about men because that's what we're that's the context there's an idea that we need to live up to a certain thing yeah and as you were speaking there i i, I remember every time i tried to live up to an idea of what it means to be a man or mm. a father or a partner photographer photographer i would collapse because i could never actually live up to the idea mm. and so I, re I, mm. I really could connect to you in that space mm. yeah and it's only when i when i started finding more peace in not having to perform mm. but just grounding wherever i am in the moment and i also shared in a few shows ago that I was mm. I was gonna have sex with my ex and I couldn't get it up. Mm. And I was like, oh, it doesn't want to come out and play. Yeah. And then, and then we had a lot of fun where I can imagine ten years ago it would have been like, oh fuck, what's going on? And yeah. like, get up, get up. Yeah. <laughs> get hard, <laughs> get hard. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Visec visectomy. Yeah, you know we've gone through half of the show, but and we actually haven't really talked about this yet, which is kind of funny. I, I want to have it. I, I want to. I, I didn't Google because I don't know exactly what happened. So visectomy. Can you explain to me what that is actually? What What do they do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And I just I kind of want to segue to that. Like, like the 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 to, to doing it. It was kind of like coming from that living up to being a man sort of thing. Like a man that can't make kids, is he a man? Mm. And it's like, but I've done that. So what if I just, what if I like want to have more fun without ruining shit anymore? You know, like what if I want to have good quality fun? Like what if I, what if it's been 32 years where I haven't acknowledged my inner boy? Maybe it's time for him to come out and play, you know? Like maybe that's the reason why there's so many like angry man-child man warriors out there. And it's like I, I don't really regret anything. Like I definitely imagine if my son, imagine my son or my, my daughters, you know, like, like looking at imagine when they have the tools to make informed decisions and you see it happening around the world with masks and vaccines and that's a whole other thing, but it's like living up to the standard of, of a man, it was literally just came down to like, well, what do I want? Mm. Like, cause, cause it's good. To, it's great to be like, Oh, I'm going to be good for them. Good for the, like the family or the community or the world. And it's like, they all do factor in. But if I make the first step of that decision based on them, them or them out there, I come last, which means I would then feel manipulated, which means I would then feel resentment, which means I wouldn't be an, a happy member of society or the family or, or any of that. And, that, and it, because I've done something out of obligation and guilt rather than responsibility and self-worth. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, fuck. But this yeah. decision itself, what I, we know that there's the five kids. We know the last, the last child Alice wasn't planned and now you're in a situation. So what happens to you when you say, I'm going to like, what is the moment when you say, I'm going to do this? Like, how does that happen? Like you didn't have to, and you did. So what happened? Let's well, talk myself into it. And where did you first hear about it? Did someone tell you, or how did you even get acquainted with the idea of vasectomy? 
Well, I've known about it for forever. I mean, there's jokes and older people probably talked about the snip when I was a kid and, and then, you know, movies and, and yeah. probably things like that. And then after, like, the experience of waiting for Alice to arrive, I guess, while she grew, um, it was like I'd Google it and I'd be like, okay. why, am I go- why am I thinking about it? Why am I Googling this? And then I'd be like, well... You know, and then after a while, it was like got to a thing, a point where in my head it was like, well, this is maybe it's not such a weird thing. And I even posted in some some men's communities and got feedback, you know, and I just started going, well, you know what, what I think about and shout out to Yana and Yuniso for giving me this, this, this thing of like what I think about and w- what I speak and, and what I do. They're three entirely separate worlds, which give me space to explore my thoughts to talk about things, write about things. And then maybe I don't have to go and do it. Maybe I just go and get a quote or maybe I go and talk to the doc about it. And, yeah. and it's just like edging towards it. Where's the edge? Like, would I actually, because, you know, all, you know, previous Richie, a few, you know, uh, layers slapped back on, he'd be just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go do it. You know, no more kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm fine. And then, you know, the, 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 the wasteland of my life afterwards would be, yeah, why did I do that? Like nah. without, without really thinking about it. And there's, there's no one to say that that still won't happen. Who knows? <laughs> you know, like, mm. but I really gave it the, as much due diligence as, as I really thought I could because yeah. the cost of not doing it was just driving me insane. Yeah. Like what it's connected to. Yeah. So, yeah, because a lot of people don't. They thought about it a lot of years. They've got five, six, seven kids. They still think about it, but then they don't do it. So you then took the next step and said, I'm actually going to do this. Mm. And how did that feel? Well, you know, like making the decision and the booking and, and all that, it was like, now I've got this. I think I've, you know, cleared things and worked things out. And then on the day, I was just like, oh. What am I? What am I doing? You know, like still there. Like, oh, this is heavy, and it, it just made me think. Like, like a lot of shit came up. Like, and then on, and it was just so such a simple. Hey, how you going? We're going. You know, gonna check your balls out, jump on the table, do this, do this thing. And it was like, it's it's actually really easy. It's painless. It's easy. It's it's it's. It was so, but the feeling when it was happening, it was like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm butchering myself. Mm. Like the word butch. And I was like, because it's like you could hear the cut, the, the, the tools in that. And so you're, you're awake during the operation. Yeah. You can go to hospital and get put to sleep, but it's like, it's like a blood test. Like you, there was no feeling, like they, they put um, anesthetic there. Yeah. And, you know, just, just the doctor. In his in his thing, nothing shady, just just very light and nice, nice music going. And how long was yeah. it? How long was the operation? Oh. Or was it an operation? Surgery, yeah. It was like I might have been in there for thirty minutes max. Like, okay. it's such a weird thing because it's like I was like, oh, I was expecting like you know, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, you, you, you think. 
you build it up and I built it up yeah. and then I, I, I built it down. Then I got there and my subconscious, my uncle, whatever was there was still like, you're doing something totally foreign against your primal instincts and everything society would probably, well, not everything, but what a man, you know, what, like what, but then I was like, but there's many, there's like parts, half mm-hmm. and half. Yeah. So one part's like dying. Like when Bambos called me, you know, and I was like, how are you feeling? I go, I'm, grieving some someone in me died mm. like that was the thing it was like i kept i wanted to feel guilty or like i wanted to punish myself for doing this thing to me and i was like but i chose this i really thought about it so why am i feeling this and it was oh this is grief not guilt mm. like And it was grief around the part of me that had been irresponsible or felt manipulated or had allowed his power to be taken away or even as a kid, like it was connected all the way back to then. And it was like, Mm. oh, from then to now, the timeline's just clearing itself up and I'm actually Mm. healing and it's just really fucking painful. And that hurt more than my balls did. Yeah. Way more. But it was like necessary because – like the idea of risking her going through all of that again, like, and we, you know, or her being on the pill and that ruining her body or her getting surgery. And from what it sounds like, it's so much harder and more complicated for a woman. I was like, well, this is something I can do to make things right for me first. And for the things that matter to me, like my current children, my partner, and, and, and then that's going to, from the inside out, going to really maybe shape things better. It felt like a big fucking goal, like ticked off. Mm. You said some beautiful things here. Like mm. there's, there's so much. Um, mm. I, I loved how when you said guilt and then you turned it to grief mm. and just recognizing the grief, I, I found that a beautiful moment. Like I'm, I'm really celebrating you right now. Mm. It feels like there's a consciousness, a presence there. And I also loved how you like, Men always are like, oh, I don't want to use a condom. It's horrible. So the woman has to take this fucking thing in her body and or a spiral. And all of a sudden, her whole cycle gets shifted and her hormones. And it's like, oh, actually, this man took responsibility where most would push it onto her. Mm. When you switched it to grief, which I could I, I could identify certainly with more was that I, I would I'd say in every phase of my life where there's been a change, which felt like it had a fundamentally different, my, my, I excluded future possibilities. That decision was made that excludes future possibilities. I, I, of course, that can be done through an operation as you've done, or it can be done just as a life decision where, where you sit mm-hmm. from this moment forward, I won't let that person, it's unacceptable. They can't be in my life anymore. I, even if it's me, that person and me, not necessarily another. And mm-hmm. what I, what I, what I was sensing at least is that there's a sort of an identity that you have to allow to die in that new way of being. And, and, and if, if you could like speak to that, would you say there was an identity you had to let die and, going through the vasectomy? And if so, would you be able to name that identity of you and who or what it was? It'd have a really long name. I'd have to think about it a bit longer to like pull an archetype of like who he would be. Yeah. But like, you know, elements or or maybe like traits, there'd be like 
angry, abusive, manipulative. You know, there's a sense of littleness to him wanting to inflate himself to seem bigger, mm. like a like a. You know, there's there's like this. It's like a tyrannical man. Yeah, maybe like a a, a really scared and hurt man. Mm. A really scared man. Yeah. Wow. Uh, who who was really just doing everything he could to get love because he forgot how to love himself. Mm. He didn't know how to put himself first or how to give himself. Well, he didn't know how. He just didn't believe he he deserved to give himself what he needed first. Mm. That that's like I said, no no archetype. Come back. Yeah, to and, and you're yeah. telling me that 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 man is the one you said goodbye to with this operation. I'd say that the the making the commitment to letting go of that guy, like he's no longer re- well. Letting him, you know, letting that identity, it's like a placeholder, like the one who's got the, the maybe like the, the center of gravity. Yeah, exactly. It's not that these things aren't also part of us. We've often discussed this, of yeah. course. It's just no longer in the driver's seat. I got it. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's out. Yeah. And so who's in? Wow. Wow. It sounds like the, this, this had a beautiful impact way beyond the vasectomy itself then. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And? And? Um, who, who are you after the vasectomy that you admire or are proud of more than you were before the vasectomy? Hmm. Well, I'm sure that that tyrannical guy has his uses still. And I'm, sh- I'm not uncertain about that. And um, I guess he will resurface when I find new things. And I'll get new lessons from him. But I think what I've done here is if, if life was like a, a, like a thing we can play a million times sort of thing, like a VR game or something, and it's like this was a really hard level and it was probably a level that I've, if there's like multiple choices and or doors to go down or whatever, it's like I probably out of the infinite amount of choices, I, you know, to play this game and infinite amount, of, I, I probably haven't done that door yet. I think I broke like a, a pattern that like opens something up where, and so who's in the seat now? It's like more of my truest self. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I've done because I feel better and things are flowing in life. Like bang, here we are talking. Yeah. That's the way I would describe things for me, by the way, I'd use the same wording is that mm-hmm. there's, there are all just parts of me that have been learned to love more. So the self-love that you mentioned earlier and through that, I'm just being, and then things come up in the state of being. And then how much can I welcome the feelings that show up at the moments that I can't explain them or expect them. And then that's the surrender over and over again. Yeah. Instead of trying to like force things. Yeah. What exactly do they do in a vasectomy? So, Everything still works perfectly as it is, except that they've severed the doctor's um, like tiny little incision and they basically they prepare it and um, pull out the cord that connects and directs the sperm. They either cut it, clamp it, tie it, cauterize it, depends. And there's two, so there's one for each side. I think pretty much that's it, really. That's, it's just so simple. Yeah. 
How long afterwards are you not allowed to have sex? Like how much time between the actual operation and the... They say like, wait seven days before you go bike riding, doing jujitsu, running, any, you know, sex, anything. And he said, the first 24 to 48 hours, just sit on the couch, bag of peas, you know, watch Netflix. How long has it been since you actually had the operation now? Uh, about a, been like pretty much a, a week tomorrow. So wow. what, what they, I didn't yeah. realize it was just a week ago. This yeah. is fresh. They, they're worried about those things they've, they've um, disconnected, reconnecting or oh, okay. for like any of the movement from anything to like mm. bruise or swell or inflame and things like that. But all good. That's just me. Like anyone, everyone's different. So like, it's not like, Hey, just don't listen to your doctor. It's like, mm. think about who you are and what's going yeah, on. Yeah. If you go and do it, you know, it's not advice at all. You've got to shoot off at least 20 rounds and wait three months for a test to really be like stamped. It's not like, Oh, you're all good. Uh-huh. So you've got to sort of still use, you know, certain methods and that, and, and maybe not complete the thing and that you've got to, got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not you're not 100% guaranteed of anything until you come back for a test. Got it. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. It's yeah. been really beautiful spending this hour with you. It was very worth it. Yes. And it it goes beyond vasectomy. It, it it's really about mm. life decisions, scary decisions, mm. taking risks and not knowing what we're saying yes to. Thank you so much, Richie. Yeah. Thank you. Much love, love you yeah. guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Take yeah. care. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way.